Hello everyone, welcome back to the Sada Monkeys Podcast. I am your host, Earth the Fat, and today I'm joined by co-host Clubme. Please. <laughs> <laughs> um Genshin Melon. Thank you. Uh Ryan Ryan. Hey, how's it going? And uh, uh, not Smooth Brain, not Smooth Brain at all. Sir Nico is not here because he's too busy playing Ranked League of Legends. He couldn't make the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, we got a decent few topics to talk about today, more than uh, more than the last episode. Uh, we're also keeping with uh, record on Wednesday, release on Monday. So this is being recorded on 11 for 2020, November 4th. Um, not going to talk about the election shit unless we run out of topics because it's just a can of worms at this point. Um, with all this I shit that's being said, I doubt we're gonna run out of topics. We got loads this time. Yeah, and we're gonna start off uh, strong here with a GameStop super cool TikTok contest. <laughs> so GameStop here is a as a as an epic TikTok contest for their employees, where if you um let's let's see here, I believe it was if you if you do some TikTok dance or some TikTok hashtag the red wine challenge. I don't use TikTok, so I don't know what that is. You do the mm-hmm. red wine challenge, and you're a GameStop employee, and you you win you win GameStop's thing. Uh, you you were entitled to work ten extra hours. Woo! Or get a one hundred dollar Visa gift card, Amazon Echo Show Eight, an Echo Auto <laughs> for ten additional hours of labor. It's <laughs> great. Yeah. Hopefully, the ten additional hours of labor would give you more money than the hundred dollar visa gift card imagine if it was unpaid never know i i just i love i love that how it's like you could win it's not you could win the money from 10 extra hours of labor it's you can work 10 more fucking hours mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. what is that what is that supposed to what you just take someone else's shift I don't, I don't, <laughs> it's, it just seems really cruel, and it's, it's, it's cruel, it's a cruel uh, way to reward someone, and it's also coming from a company who's not doing well, and haven't been doing well in years. Like, when's the, when's the um, last time you saw oh. a GameStop pack besides last Thanksgiving, <laughs> when, um, or sorry, two Thanksgivings ago, I think, when, uh, they were giving away free Xboxes? They did? Yeah, that's how I got three of them. Oh, I gave one to Rob. I what? took one apart, and I have like, one. Yeah. Original Xbox. No, 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 no. Xbox like... 360s, but X X360 Slims, not the weird, not the red ring ones. Oh, I never heard about that. Yeah, the year before they did it with the original Xbox 360s, and then the next year they did X360 Slims, which was cool. Um, it was it was buy two get one free, and also they're all free anyways. That was literally how they how they did it in their catalog. It was get get buy two xbox 360s get the third one free and then on the next page it said <laughs> um xbox 360s um are you can get two up to two or three free xbox 360s so it was literally just get three of them for free um that is very strange yeah you had to, the way they did it was weird you um you like we ultimately ended up paying for one of them because the third one free thing they said it would work and it didn't, and my dad just never bothered to go bug him about it that it didn't go through properly. But you, you, if you know, if, assuming it did in a different GameStop, it would have been fine. You would have gotten three for free. We only got two for free, but 
um, you still did get two free Xboxes, so you can't really complain. Yeah. Um, I remember that day. There's a, re- <laughs> dude. This was great. I'm pretty sure I explained this to to Epic. I'm not sure, and, and Rob was there for. It. I'm not sure if I explained it to anyone else. So we had a there was when we stopped to go in. There was a huge line outside. Um, and also, yeah, there's no way this was last year. This had to have been uh, 2018. Huge line outside. All everyone surprisingly not waiting to get their free Xbox 360s. This these were the like God. I think it was Thanksgiving. This must have been like Thanksgiving Day. There's no way it was Black Friday. Um, but I think they just extended their sale to, to Thanksgiving and had like a big sale on Thanksgiving. But uh, we went there Thanksgiving. Huge line outside. No one really was waiting for the X360 Slims. We only saw like two people come out with them. Um, with a few, everyone else was trying to get the fucking PS4. They had some great deal with a PS4, so they were trying to get that. Um, but I remember one guy <laughs> got got out of his car and went in with a shopping cart. Or no, 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 no. Sorry, no. It was a lawn chair. It was like one or <laughs> you know he went he went in with the shopping cart and came out with two lawn chairs. What he How went you... in <laughs> he went into How? the GameStop with a shopping cart. And came out of the, the GameStop with two fucking lawn chairs. I don't know what happened. Did um, GameStop have a sale on lawn chairs? They didn't have any lawn chairs on the premises, to my knowledge. <laughs> they must have. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know how that happened. Um, it it was one of the dumbest things I think I've watched. I and it might it might not even have been a um. I'm not sure if the the shopping cart thing was was. I, I forget if he had one or not, but it doesn't really matter because how in the world did he walk in with a shopping cart or empty-handed to come out with two lawn chairs? Like, how do, how does that work? Uh, bartering. <laughs> bartering. <laughs> yeah, wait in the, like, the 20-person line to barter your, your shopping cart for two plastic lawn chairs. Uh, yep, as long as it was somebody else's shopping cart beforehand and you didn't pay for it. <laughs> Boom, that's a good deal. Free lawn chairs. So yeah, I also, uh, technically, on a, I'm, this is on a very technical level. I, it's not anything that's, like, legitimate. But I technically got assaulted because a guy, they were trying to give out, yo- you guys remember Yokai Watch? No idea. It was like this, kind of kind of like a Bakugan was met, made, like, solely to take on Pokemon. Yokai Watch was, like, the same thing. They're, like, these plastic disc things, I think, or some weird... It was like pseudo Pokemon. It was Pokemon, but not. Um, and they were really trying to promote the shit out of it. So they did a thing with. They just released a 3DS game, and they, I, I guess, partnered with GameStop for Thanksgiving because they were just after every purchase, they're just giving people these like little, uh, like little throwaway baggy things with yokai toys in them, kind of like those little Minecraft rubber toys you could get that come in those small packages, like fruit roll up size packages. Um. Yeah. Or fruit by the foot, not fruit roll up. Um, and they fuck. They just like <laughs> after we got the Xbox 360, I just like okay, here you go. And they just threw it at my face, <laughs> and it hit my face. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Hi, hi, Nick. Fashionably late as as usual. Uh, maybe not fashionably. But... <laughs> not as late. We were talking. We were just talking about how I got assaulted by the Yokai Watch toy at GameStop. <laughs> that sounds like a great story. <laughs> um, 
but yeah that that was an experience he's the guy literally said like yeah here you go and he's threw it at my face in it um yeah very cool it wasn't even a good one because there's a yokai watch in in that in that game or whatever tv show that's named blandon and i was really hoping i got the one named blandon and it wasn't the blandon one it's actually blandon yes it's it's blandon it's actually blandon nice it, it has nothing to do with being bland either. It's just like it's this purple ghost looking thing, but <laughs> it's called Blandon. But that that got off top, but I just wanted to mention me going me watching a guy going with the shopping cart and come out with the lawn chairs, but uh GameStop is, is great. Um oh this is Magical the... Place. <laughs> Moving on here, we have um Witcher 3 is no load screens for fast travel on the Xbox Series X. This is from uh, GameSpot. Um, and there's a there's a video attached from underscore Xbox News on uh, Twitter. Showing, or it's a GIF. And it shows the loading times. How when you go to fast travel to a place, it takes like two seconds. And it like half loads the map. And then you're just there. There's no loading screens. Um, I don't necessarily see how this is an improvement and and let me explain why here so from 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 my when you when you're playing a game like witcher right when you're playing a, like a big game like that that's mainly based on like storytelling and stuff you want to be immersed what's what is more immersive a loading screen which i presume has like info about the game or about the current story um and images related to it or seeing like trees and grass loaded in and nothing else for two seconds and then teleporting to an area i think that's more about how they implemented it though because if they had like a little animation with like swirling or you getting off like a wagon or something that would have been a lot more immersive than just appearing in like a forest with a bunch of half-loaded assets true but um, you have to keep in mind, the game had loading screens, and those loading screens were probably long enough to make it seem like the character probably did hitch a ride on something to get there. So, I get what you're saying. I, it, seems, it just seems like they didn't change much of The Witcher at all. It's more, it seems more like just a port with support for the SSD stuff, um, rather than like a full change. So, it kind of, I understand why there's nothing new there, but I don't see why they're like, yeah, this looks great. This is, this is good. But it is exciting for, like, just uh, impressive technology, I guess. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. I understand they're going to be doing basically the same thing with the uh, graphics cards that are coming for PC now. If you have a 5000 series CPU and 500 series motherboard, I think. Sounds right. I cannot wait for that and i it makes me want to get a amd gpu now i i like, uh, i'd still hold out because we don't know I, if amd's am gpus gonna is gonna out. are gonna be good yeah we we're not sure yet and they're probably gonna sell out really quickly just like the 30 series yeah if you um afford it right now anyway, yeah. so well you, I'm not statistically I'm not sure just based on a, what AMD is giving out their own charts and graphs, but the again like this is the same AMD that in their own graphs bolded Doom Eternal for no reason and also didn't provide like 
numbers on one part of the graph for the NVIDIA series. That was kind of funny. Yeah, the they didn't... David Eternal. They didn't really... It, it seems like those were cobbled together. Eternal. Yeah. So I want, I'd want to wait until, like, Gamers Nexus or someone like that come out with some, um... So anything, yeah, anything related to the, cool. um, to those graphics. I cards. already have an AMD system, so it wouldn't be difficult for me to upgrade. Although I don't think I have a five thousand series CPU or motherboard. I'm not a hundred percent. I doubt you do. Sure the five thousand series CPUs just oh. fucking were announced. Yeah, not they're not out. Cost, though. <laughs> like I. I, I <laughs> I don't think I have the 5,000 series. Like, they were just announced, Charles. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Alright, well, moving on here. Uh, SpaceX's Starlink internet speeds are consistently topping 150 megabits per second. Uh, now Elon Musk says the biggest challenge is slashing the $600 upfront cost for users. This is from Business Insider. Um, And then the majority of this article just talks about how Elon Musk has said the biggest issue right now, now that for the most part, internet's not dropping out with Starlink is the price, the upfront price. The, the article title says they're slashing the $600 upfront and then doesn't talk about how it's being slashed and just says it is. So, but the price so is Star still, hmm? Starlink is the, um, what's it called? The, like his, uh, satellite internet, right? Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. Um, I see, I see Starlink, and first of all, I want to say this is really good that Starlink is maintaining speeds of about 150 megs down, um, and it's been able to, or I assume down, because people don't promote their upload speeds, because upload speeds from ISPs are normally really awful. Um, but I'm assuming that it's, oh yeah, and it's as fast as download speed, so it's 150 megabits per second down. That's, that's worse than what I'm getting right now, and it's It's better than what I'm getting. So. Well, either way, it costs way fucking more because you you have a you have a five hundred or around five hundred dollar upfront cost four hundred depending on if you have your own router, and then it's ninety nine dollars a month, and it's That's kind of a lot of money. It's a lot of Honestly, money. We aren't the target demographic, so it doesn't really. I, I mean, wouldn't say that. I disagree. This the reason it costs so much is because it's a beta test. Um, and it's, the beta test yeah. is called the better than nothing beta test. Well, um, it's, it's designed to be in rural environments, you know, like, like, they like in the woods, basically deserts. I mean, theoretically it, um, should give you internet anywhere on the earth, right? Get Wi-Fi yeah. anywhere you go. <laughs> Get Wi-Fi anywhere you go. As long as they can actually like, uh, get their satellites up which i'm not sure they'll be able to they're they're already they up. have some already yeah that's what this is of talking about they already have they, they have 900 in i the mean sky. their whole network they're planning on having like hundreds up there they have 900 like, not, up there i'm not sure if they're going to be able to make that work i is it i think i don't i'm what do you mean by work um, partially, I don't know if they can really get approval to put all of them up there, and I don't know how risky it'll be, like, with all the space debris. 
Well, no, they've already they've outlined in terms of the space debris. Um, they have jet propulsion stuff that will propel it. I believe, I believe they said it will propel it. Um, back to Earth. Um, if yes, not- they're. It's a lower altitude than like the TV satellites, so they're designed uh, to last a certain number of years, and then the debris goes into Earth. Yeah. Yeah. They propel themselves back down to Earth, and um, Elon said in the event that one of the propulsors or the uh, propulsion system on one of them doesn't work, um, they're in Earth's orbit, so within it's like one to five years they'll just burn up. So there's no risk of also, it being space debris. I was also referring to what if they get hit by space debris, because that's going to make a whole lot more. And if they're all in the same rough, like, uh, height in orbit, then that might cause a chain reaction. I'm not sure if they're large enough to actually, like, ca- make enough space debris from an impact. They're not that not large that. to do that. The only, thing, the only thing I'd say is they're not gonna... An impact like that, right, would have to enter and exit Earth's orbit, like pretty much in in one swoop and also take satellites with it most things that enter earth's orbit don't just exit immediately it would it would they stay in it so if it hits a satellite it'll probably knock it out and probably knock out a decent few of them but i think they'll stay in earth's orbit i'm not referring to like external coming from outside of earth's orbit i'm referring to like there's still small amounts of debris that are getting closer to the earth as they get all of their energy sapped away from like tiny bits of particles hitting them yeah but just if those hit they're not gonna i guess what i'm saying is i don't see how they're gonna go into space and cause space debris there it it seems like in every way possible the only way for them to go is back to earth whether it takes five years is a problem yeah like they're not they're not outside of orbit and not very many satellites yeah um Although it's intended for rural environments, one of my biggest hopes for Starlink is it can eventually start to kill, like, Monopoly ISPs like um, Spectrum, Cox, and what's the other one? Uh, Comcast. Well, the thing about the uh, the Monopoly ISPs is that one of the, the strongest areas where they have monopolies is rural areas where there's only one option. And so with Starlink, if they can provide better internet in the rural areas, then the ISPs will lose their power. Well, true, but then I, you have then you have exception areas like where I live, where we don't live in a very rural area. But our only option is Spectrum, aside from Windstream, which give you like fifty megs down for one hundred fifty dollars, which doesn't even make economic sense for any company. So yeah, and I'm pretty sure they Starlink, get their service from Spectrum. Starlink will be able to provide like global service and compete with everyone. So yeah. What I'm excited for is the humanitarian aspect. If they can get it uh, working over, like, Africa and then get all of the areas where you wouldn't be able to put down a cable because it's too risky or uh, it's just economically not very feasible. I'm excited for that. So... Aren't ISPs required to let you call, like, 911 no matter what service provider you have? Like, well, if I, that, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be an ISP thing necessarily, that, but I think well, yeah, yeah, that would be um, a cellular thing. Yeah, yeah, but presumably where there's internet, you could make a phone call even if there, you don't have like a phone connection. That's Correct. decent. That's actually pretty cool then. So, yeah. 
Well, I'm just assuming that'd work, even if you can't, like... And if that's the case, then you should be able to, like, call for help no matter where you are. The only issue I see there is how exactly is, um... Would law enforcement or or a fire truck or anything be able to pinpoint your location when it's like, oh, yeah, well, let's just ping it off that... Let's just bounce it off their phone. Where is it? Oh, yeah, their phone's in space. Like, that's that's what the ping's gonna look like. Oh, yeah, all right, let's let's send let's send a rocket ship in the next SpaceX rocket, like the fucking uh, Tesla Roadster Model 1 they sent up, and we'll just go take care of it that way. Like, what are they gonna do? Uh, I feel like it... It, it also wouldn't work, like on a a hardware level because the satellite uh dish costs a couple hundred dollars for a reason and you're not exactly gonna get that, get that in your phone That's true. yeah the other thing well, i'm thinking of though like GPS- I, it, it might be possible because there's already wi-fi calling like my phone has wi-fi calling that's if what I, I was talking about yeah it could work if, i just don't if you're referring to like uh if you just have it set up to your router and your router's set up to uh your antenna, I guess you're right, but no. then you have to haul around your antenna. No, that's not some way to power. You can it. you can make like Wi Fi calls. You don't yeah. need like it's a, the name for it is, what is it? It's like Vo LT. Get Wi Fi anywhere you go. Get Wi Fi okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm referring to how you actually get the wi-fi okay, they really have to make like, that like the uh and you're in the spacex antenna in order to get spacex internet spacex antenna. oh oh yeah okay i get what you're saying yeah how would you okay that makes sense how would you get service um on your phone for Wi-Fi unless you had mm-hmm. something that could detect it. Okay, that makes a bit more sense. I get what you're saying. Um, I think that's an interesting thing to overcome. But then again, they've never said it would be for something mobile. So you just, I guess what yeah, you have to assume they'd set up like public ground satellites. Anything mobile probably won't be smaller than a van. So <laughs> yeah. Um, on the bright side though, um, it should help in areas with, like, earthquakes and stuff. Yeah. yeah it'll um, help with disaster relief, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. They have to make the slogan, get Wi-Fi anywhere get... you go. <laughs> <laughs> they do. That'd be great. Um, knowing, knowing Elon Musk, I don't, I don't think it's, like, not a possibility. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We should, we should all add him and just be like, get Wi-Fi anywhere you go. <laughs> Starlink, get Wi-Fi anywhere you go. Retweets back, hold up. moving on to the uh the next one um the watchdogs why do i have a lisp today it's really cool the watchdogs legion uh source code has been leaked by hackers according to reports this is from rock paper rock paper shotgun yeah rock paper shotgun jesus i shouldn't even speak um hackers have leaked the source code ironic um the the ransomware gang known (laughs) as egregor is the one who did it I actually remember Egregor announced, like, way back when Legion was just announced as, like, a game that's coming out. They said, we have the source code for the game, and we'll leak it if Ubisoft don't do anything. And I'm pretty sure Ubisoft just said, like, we're not concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, it's Paraphrasing, very ironic. Um, it, it is yeah. very, very fucking ironic that the, the hacking game had all of its source code hacked. 
Um, apparently, the leak says here is a whopping 558 gigs of source code for Legion. But how'd they, how'd they get That's... the source code before the game was even, like, released? Yeah, like, um, beta, maybe? What they, no, what they said here, um, let's scroll up. Nope, down here. Where the fuck was it? Oh, here we go. They, the they got access to the network. Oh, uh, yeah, E. Gregor said, in case you... Oh, no, they also said, the developers nominated not just for Hole of the Month, but also for Clown of the Month award. We found source codes in free access in the main network, passwords in the doc files without any protection, all the employees and developers' data and personal information, um, contracts, game engines, and a lot more. Guys, Wait, so if they how go... they get access to that? The, their network. Ubisoft's network, presumably. Yep. It's so all of that information is just chilling in the Ubisoft network. Yeah, this reminds me of the PSN hack, but... <laughs> um, That's awful. The, fa the fact that they're saying passwords in doc files without any protection. No it's encryption. Like, like the, the way you do that, right? You put all your passwords in a doc file, you print it out, and then you delete the doc file. You don't save the, the, the doc file. You just save the printed copy. Or you encrypt it. Well, yeah, but, but that's even riskier. And, and probably they also either way. the encryption key in, in like, the file. In <laughs> file. Yeah, I'm not sure that's why. Stupidity in modern corporate America. Just who puts a password in a digital document? Like, like the way they're wording it is if I went to Google Docs right now and put in my banking password and just, just didn't do anything and go also in no. google is now in this uh, world uh, completely unrestricted and not secure so i, I just like, oh, yeah. like access to google drive or something through a password reset and somehow like found a password on an employee's account and then just used that to get in that'd sound really easy actually the best part is um and i've looked into this it's it is so easy, um, and I have, to, I have to word it as if you know where to look, but I'll also say this is not hard to look for. You can, and this also does not involve anything related to the dark or deep web or any other bullshit term. You can literally half the time search someone's fucking username and find their username tagged in a password dump and find a password and log into that account. You have access to everything. So, like... The, the the Google thing, me putting something in a Google Doc, even if Google has security, which they do, um, and I, I first of all, I know my password's not out there. I've already looked and made sure and double checked, triple checked, etc. But point being, like, that's not far fetched. So the fact that Ubisoft's network, their network, is so insecure that this could happen. Their private network that only their employees and staff can access, not the public is this easily gotten into and 558 gigs of data are stolen without anyone noticing is amazing uh, the well, fact sure. that no one noticed and then they literally said hey ubisoft we got your source code not yeah. to mention that they didn't so did they take like the personal information or they just noticed that it was there um they all the employees they said they they found all the employees and developers data and personal info they didn't say they i'm not sure if they took it but at the same time I don't actually. I can't even. I don't know. The, apparently, the source code's been leaked. Um, and I'm assuming if these hackers are going to leak something, they'll leak all of it. And there's nothing here saying that the hackers leaked the personal data. So I'm assuming they probably left that there. And to be fair, um, for the majority of those employees, 
it's not their fault. They probably assume their network's secure. So I would, yeah. even if I were, if I were a master hacker in their position and doing this shit, I'd probably too say, why would I take all this? Like, the almost all these people are innocent, and there's like 20 people here from security not doing their job. You know, like, why would just, I take just the fact that they they like said, hey Ubisoft, we got your source code, and Ubisoft's like, okay. Yeah, I remember reading about it too. I let me, um, we can. You guys can keep talking about it and move on to the next article. I'm going to find the original one where they said, we have the, the info, and Ubisoft's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, um, if we're going to the next article, then uh, Google confirms the Pixel 5 screen gaps are part of the phone's design, and they don't affect water or dust resistance. That's, uh, that's cool. That's, yeah, imagine having your screen, separate, or your screen separated from the glass and that being a feature. I mean... It's not a bug, it's a feature. Yeah, <laughs> they say it was between the, like, the side? Because the, they say the but screen and the body. They I, I heard that not that... every Pixel had that. Like, I, I was and watching a review of the Pixel 5, and... Not everyone had it. Yeah, he said, my, my model doesn't have this, but some do. It's like... Is it part of the design, then? Is it... It's not part of the design. I think this is actually probably like. I think they're just saying that a, it's not uh, like a big issue. Yeah, it's yeah. not a big issue, and it it's just the new site blowing it up. Yeah, it, it depends on how big the gap is. If it's like, if it's not very noticeable, and whatever, it doesn't affect anything. But if it's like really noticeable. That's an issue. Well, uh, hopefully, we can assume that Google tested it and found it to not be a big issue. Yeah, All right, I found an article here. I don't mean to take over again, but I found the an article here. It's not the one I originally found, and apparently, it wasn't a year ago. I could have sworn it was. This is from October of this year, and I guarantee to you, this um, E. Gregor mentioned doing this way earlier than that. But this one still gets the point across. Um, on October fifteenth, uh, E. Gregor, the same, the same hackers um leaked like 20 20 megs of ubisoft data and 300 megs of crytek data uh crytek being i believe related to crisis and also part of the engine that uh far cry and the crisis series run on um yeah. is they leaked uh, so that makes like 320 megs of, of data about it and they said here quote in case ubisoft will not contact us we will begin posting the source code the source code for the upcoming watchdogs and their engine uh, the group threatened, promising to publish more data in a press release tomorrow. And that's it. So Apparently, know, Ubisoft like, never reached out to them at all. Do we know, like, the motivations behind why they're, like, hacking it? We don't. It, it isn't clear, other than this ransomware group specifically target companies. Um, it seems like um, just companies, networks, and leak stuff. But it see they uh, seem in a way like our mind, if you remember the the YouTube hacking group, where they go um hack like a big YouTuber and then they let them know on Twitter, we got into your account, your account's not very secure, and then they give the account back. It uh, kinda okay. seems like the same thing where they're like, Your shit's not secure, you should contact us or we're gonna release it all because we want your your stuff to be secure. That's the vibe I get. Um, although it could be them saying contact us because we want money and we won't leak your source code yeah i don't it's, know it's pretty weird for a ransomware group to do something like your I stuff's figured, not secure yeah Here's i figured ubisoft probably has like 
backups separate from their network, so it's not a huge deal. I don't know why you'd try and ransomware a big company like that. Well, no, 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 no. I think you're, I think you're, no, 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 no. The r ransomware, Which, they're a ransomware group. That I doesn't mean they installed ransomware in Ubisoft stuff. That's not what they did. No, they I mean, uh, it says they encrypted, they stole and encrypted a bunch of their stuff, but I really doubt that it's like a huge issue for Ubisoft because they've got to have backups and they've got to have separate offsite. I think you're missing the problem. If they crap. have, they, they most definitely have backups, but the problem is now this and the source code for Legion is now public. People can see how the game ticks. They can, and more importantly with the online mode coming up, they can see how the networking works. People can start that? making hacks that where when you join their game or they could potentially make hacks where when you join their game, they can log your IP. They can start, you know, we can have the fucking GTA modded online scene in Watch Dogs Legion is what it's looking like. <laughs> Everyone gets DDoS. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's that, the point isn't really that, like, their data is stolen, but they have backups. That, that's... I was I, trying they do to have make backups. a different point, and I was just using that as a stepping stone. Alright, go ahead. But, yeah. No? Okay. Um, oh, you wanted me to continue? My bad. I um, thought you said we continue on to like the net next. Uh, no, I said go ahead. Whatever. Article. We will continue on to the next one. Um, uh, we talked about the Google F Pixel Five screen gap. But by the way, isn't the Pixel Five worse than the four? Like in in terms of the internals, didn't I? I, I think it's supposed to be more of like a mid-budget phone. Yeah, that's what I've that's what I've read, and I remember videos about it. I just don't know why you. It's like if Apple released the iPhone 13 tomorrow, and it's just a substantially worse iPhone 12. Like, why is it under the same moniker? I mean, you could wager that some iPhones have been downgrades. No, yeah, like, but that's not... You're Okay, let's say OnePlus tomorrow released um the OnePlus 9, and it's just the OnePlus 5T uh, with worse specs than the 5T. It's a downgrade in, and maybe a bigger screen and like one more camera it's a downgrade in almost all aspects but it has the same number scheme implying that it's better than the previous gen but it's in fact worse and i don't know i don't i i, I believe the pixel 5 is a snapdragon um 765 or something which is a mid-range chip but it's also substantially worse than the 845 and 835 that i believe they put in their previous phones my oneplus has an 835 and it's still going strong and it's fine. And that chip's got to be cheaper to manufacture now because it's a decent bit older. Why they wouldn't just go with a chip like that that is fine and more than adequate and they cheap out and go so low as a 765? Um, I don't know. I might be wrong about the numbers after, but it's a 700 series chip from in the Snapdragon lineup. And they're not great. <laughs> they're outdated. They're old. So I don't, I don't understand Honestly, this move. Hmm? I don't think most people need like a super powerful processor on their phone because what are they gonna do play a bunch of 3d games <laughs> well, most people no, no, are no, I, I agree. call text use instagram here's the way like i that. see it charles um when you the a35 for example when it released um it was not the, it was the most powerful android chip but it wasn't the most powerful mobile phone chip and not by a lot it was apple was beating it apple's chips for their phones although they're impressive they're overkill 
Um, which in a way is really cool because that means if you actually hold on to your, um, like iPhone 11 and you don't fucking get rid of it the second the new one comes out, it'll probably last you a good five more years. Um, aside from the battery, you'd have to replace it, which is a pain in the ass, but you get what I mean. Um, with the Snapdragon stuff, they're probably never going to catch up to Apple in terms of performance, but more importantly, either way you look at it, I'd rather have... I would phone... say never, but you saw what happened with AMD. True. I get. I guess the the point I'm trying to make here, I'd rather have a at the very least current generation chip in my phone, so that as it gets older and as it gets outdated, it can still function, rather than a last gen and like it be generations is what, what i'm referring to with that is not like the 825 or the 815 or however they did the uh the first few but like a different 100 series like the 700 series in terms of the snapdragon i wouldn't want to have that much of an older lineup in my current phone because there that chip is already seen as out of date um adequate but not great for everyday performance and at that point you're leaving any future with that phone up to up to how optimized the software is and android already fucking consumes battery and you're it's already sending a ton of fucking instructions through the cpu i wouldn't want to have a way older cpu in my phone i'd rather have at least something recent i'd rather have i guess what i'm saying is it would make more sense for the pixel 5 to have an 835 in it than it does the 765 or whatever 700 series it has yeah, I can understand what you mean with that, which is why I believe phone manufacturers should kind of do, like, the same thing that graphics card manufacturers do. Just release, like, three, four, five at a time, all meant for, like, different ranges of use scenarios and all that, where you've got the very tippy-top, which is super, uh high quality uh processor and then a whole load of ram and a whole bunch of storage and all that instead of just having like 128 gigabytes storage 64 gigabytes storage or 16 oh all right well apparently i'm an idiot by the way this is actually really interesting um i'm looking at this here um man i yeah, apparently, well, first of all, apparently I'm a fucking idiot, right? Yeah. Um, the, oh, this is weird. The 765 is, a, is apparently better than an 835, but it bears an, <laughs> a, a lower number. It's looked down upon. This is really weird. Let me see here. That doesn't, hold on. That okay. I, I need to look at something here. Snapdragon, eight fifty five versus Snapdragon, seven six five. How 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 does the new stuff well, like? How does the absolute new shit compare to the old shit? Let's see here. I imagine the new chip's probably more power efficient or something, and that's why it's not as good. I don't know. Let's add the 835 to this. Compare. Let's go. Um, that. That is interesting. That, okay. 
Oh, all right. Okay. I never mind. I understand a bit now of how the 765 is a bit better. It has a smaller nanometer process. That makes a bit more mm. sense. Um, with that being said, I'm what, um, the performance. Okay. The Ram speed on the 835 is just straight up worse, but that's whatever. Um, there's actually, all right. I may do a separate thing about this next week. There's actually a lot of weird differences with these chips. Uh, like the 835 has hardware assisted virtualization, but the 855 doesn't. And the 765 doesn't how why i don't what's the discrepancy i don't get it the upload speeds are, this is really weird um i'll get back to this next week because i'm actually going to look a lot more into this i don't understand qualcomm's naming schemes now because for the longest time i was pretty confident that it was the lower the number the worse it is like any normal company i don't see intel releasing the i7 uh 4700k again or the 4702K or something and calling it the next gen. It's just made to be cheaper or something. I don't know. True. I just, I'll have to look more into this. Because apparently this this thing doesn't say the 765 is actually better than the, um, the 835. It says it's like on par. And then there's other stuff that says it's on par but a bit better. Very interesting. I'll have to look more into it. Uh, I will fully eat shit on my argument there because their naming scheme is kind of fucking weird. Uh, but moving on, so I don't make myself look like a dumbass anymore. Um, <laughs> Apple is expected to launch three new MacBooks with Apple Silicone next week. This is from TechSpot um, by Adrian Podoroaka. Um, and yeah, I believe Apple is going to be making... They announced, they announced there was leaked at leaked. I, I don't remember which, but Apple's going to be making ARM chips now. Um, and they're going to be putting them, replacing the Intel chips that are currently in their Macs and stuff. What I find interesting is how, I don't know Apple's history with NVIDIA or if they have one, but Apple's always put AMD shit in their uh, computers and stuff. And now that they're switching to ARM, it's really funny to me because NVIDIA just bought ARM. <laughs> so like one way or another they have nvidia shit in their systems now um but the one one thing i've heard a lot of apple users um be scared of that understand the differences between arm and um x86 um there's gonna be you're not gonna be able to run x86 stuff on arm and vice versa. You can't run ARM stuff in x86. That's why you it, it's really hard to run most Android apps on a Windows computer, even in an emulator, because you're you're on an x86 base, and a lot of those apps do really need ARM. Um, and that's also why a lot of Chromebooks can run most Android apps, because they're built with ARM now. The Intel ones, I don't think they, they can run many, but um, I what I want shit like um Final Cut Pro, not Final Cut Pro. What what is it called? What's like the big editing software on Mac? It I might be Final no Cut Pro. Idea. You're asking the wrong people. I think it's Premiere. No, it's not Premiere. Premiere is one it's of them. It's not Premiere. Melon, no. what's it called? Do you know what it's called? I'm looking at it. Um, I know there's. I an... think it's Final Cut. Final Cut, probably. Yeah. Because there's one on um there's one on Apple or iOS devices that's like similar and it has a lot of functionality, but it's not the same thing. It's a slightly different name, but. People are, the main thing people want are video editors, um, wonder like, how is this going to translate? 
how are they first because it means first of all developers are going to need to support for for multiple years now they're going to need to support both um x86 and they're going to need to support arm and you know apple expects people to upgrade their iphones like the second they get a new one but i've never heard of people throwing away their old macs year after year after year to get the brand new mac i don't think most yeah, I don't people think do that's that. a thing so this is going to be a you're effectively putting double the load on developers you have to develop uh -huh. for two different uh -huh. platforms now um and i don't understand how well this is going to work and further um apple's trying to make it so now you can run some mac apps on ipad and vice versa so now, although those are arm um i believe i believe apple's no apple's mobile chips are x64 i think either way if they're arm or x64 that's another platform you have to optimize for it seems like it's gonna be a shit show and no one's talking about that part what i am excited for is potential uh more competitiveness with like intel realizing they have to like step up their game and make more efficient processors and more uh laptop oriented powerful but efficient uh cpus that's one way to look at it and even even if it would just be laptop stuff that would continue to push intel just in general towards mm -hmm. actually making fucking competitive cpus that isn't the same process again um again my favorite example is the fucking ninth gen where they soldered the ihs to the fucking uh the die and they're like yeah yeah woo this is an upgrade um liquid metal <laughs> never heard of it but um the the big downside i can see for apple doing the arm thing is First of all, the first generation of it's probably going to be pretty bad. Um, most first-gen technologies oh, like that don't I'm end up sure. being good. But third-party repair could suffer because of this. Um, Apple's, I believe it's the T... I, that is a very good point. Yeah. I forget the name of the chip. I don't want to... I think it's the T2 chip. Um, I'm not certain. It's T-something. But their security chip, either way, that they put in their Macs and stuff, that they just are putting in them only recently i believe was only somewhat cracked by someone in third party repair um but it, it made a lot of these macs really hard or impossible to repair now that the more stuff apple takes in-house the less stuff that's predictable and that third party repair can rely on to do shit with that's uh, true um and building off of that with the most recent iphones apple has started to the the screen is serialized to the um to the motherboard. I believe it's been like that since the iPhone 10. Um, but the screen is now serialized to the board. If you don't have the screen that came with that phone, or unless you buy a um a JC1, which is like two hundred dollars, it's a special tool you can get from uh, China to reprogram the serial on the device. Unless you do that, um, your phone won't have the auto brightness shit. Like the the screen won't yeah. have auto brightness. If you the home button's another great example. With a lot of the newer ones, if you don't have the, the home button that came with the device, or, again, you don't have a JC1, um, I believe I'm getting that name right, then you have fucking problems, and I believe sometimes the home button just doesn't work, or it can be you can't do fingerprint shit. Um, and there's one other thing that started serializing. I've actually forgotten what that was. It might be the charging port. But something that was just discovered... Yeah, that was that's what I was gonna get to. That was discovered like within the past week. Yeah, the camera serialized, 
I, um, I fix it. I hate that fucking company, by the way. Fuck, I fix it. But really? Why? I'll get to that after this. They're awful. But um, they did a teardown of one of the iPhone 12 models. I don't fucking know which one, but this probably applies to all the new ones. Um, they had two of them. They swapped the cameras. The back, I believe, it was the back cameras. Um, on both them, same exact. You know, both um original from Apple. OEM means original manufacturer, but these are original from Apple. They're literally certified Apple products. They swapped the cameras, and the cameras were fucky. Like they wouldn't, Wait, they wouldn't did, zoom. They wouldn't um do panoramic shots. They wouldn't. What wasn't that Hugh Jeffries? Hugh, what well, Hugh Jeffries did, but everyone's reporting the fact that iFixit did it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I remember oh. seeing Hugh Jeffries do it first. But if I Hugh Jeffries did it exactly. first, I'm sorry for saying iFixit did. I hate him just as much as people who look into iFixit do. Um, and I'll get again. I'll get to that in a second. I'd love to talk about iFixit. How shitty they are. Um, but yeah, the Apple's serializing the cameras now, and that is an awful fucking move because mm. you're gonna have to buy another JC uh one or G, whatever it's called extension board. It's it's a device that reprogram that reserializes stuff. So whatever the name is, I don't give a fuck. But you have to buy another extension board for that that you hook onto it, which is like thirty bucks. That will have the camera, uh, like you know the ability to reserialize the camera once they finally make that. But also, what what else is serialized on this device that we don't know? Is the fucking earpiece serialized? Like. I hope not, but it probably is now that Apple's serializing the dumbest shit known to man. Yeah, it's 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 great how they're saying, "Oh, we love the environment, but we're gonna make it so our phones cannot be fixed at all." Yeah, <laughs> and the best like, part, this pisses me off. Samsung, I I'm positive I read somewhere that they're thinking of doing this now. Yeah, I heard. Which yeah, is um, awful. Yeah, yeah. You can Louis buy. Rossman, go ahead, go ahead. In, like the new in like one of his new videos. I'm pretty sure they're serializing their screens or something like that. I'm I'm not sure what it is, but they're it's like on the newer phones. I think it might be like S10 or S. No, it has to be the S20 if they are serializing their screens. Yeah, because the S10 you can still uh, replace them, but like. This serializing thing is absolutely terrible. Like, honestly, I hope Right to Repair is able to stop this, which I don't know if it will. But... I'm not sure if it will at this point. And Rossman's even said in the past with Right to Repair, he supports it because it's an ama- like it's a great thing to support, but he doesn't actually know or really think it'll it'll end up going anywhere because of just mm-hmm. it's a very big goal. The biggest Unless issue I have was. Like... Yeah. the public on the side of right to repair and make it like an issue with some voters we're gonna have trouble actually getting right to repair out yeah the, the biggest the issue great... back to samsung the biggest issue i have with them with the serializing stuff for the i i forget the website name but i remember when i when i was working on a galaxy s7 i found this they sell Repli- like their own replacement parts online you can buy them from samsung it's from i believe a third party but samsung sells them directly to them and samsung is in the name so they're a second party that would mean um they they sell them they sell their parts direct to consumer they're overly expensive compared to you know like a trusted third party provider like wholesale, wholesale gadget, parts. gadget parts yeah um they're incredibly fucking expensive but they do sell them so are they just gonna stop that now? Are they just not gonna sell the consumers direct I, products? I don't know. 
Um, cause Samsung's one of the few companies that I, I kind of had a decent bit of respect for in that regard because it's, it's overpriced, but if you want to repair your phone, they're providing you the shit to do it. They will provide you the screen. They mm -hmm. won't say your warranty covers that because it doesn't. And I, I can understand why, but they'll give you the shit to do it. You're just going to pay an arm and a leg for it. That pisses <laughs> me arm. off. Pay an arm. Okay. <laughs> I want to get into the iFixit thing too, by the way. Um, I'm yeah. not sure if I've talked about this on the podcast before. I think I I have, but I'm not sure if we ended up uploading that one. I'm pretty sure I did that with a with a, a guest host, and we just never ended up uploading it. But um, my experience with iFixit has been really fucking great. It's been amazing. So first time I had an issue with iFixit, right? I ordered um first of all I ordered my Protect toolkit, um. All that shit, all it all came. It was all fine for the most part, but the uh, the rubber they had these metal tweezers with hard rubber ends. They're like pricks. Um, they don't they broke like the first few days. They just kind of broke. They snapped in half. I'm like that sucks. Uh, the replacements on their website are two bucks, but they said if you break it while you're repairing a device or if it breaks for like no reason, they'll replace it for free. I never contacted them about that because it's a fucking $2 thing for pair of tweezers I don't use because they include, like, metal tweezers in the same thing. So it was, like, it was whatever. It was annoying, though. And I did eventually end up buying replacements, and they broke. Um, so I just don't bother with that specific tool. But the biggest, the big, when the big issue started, I had my iPhone SE. Um, it was the original one, not the, the new one. Um, the screen on it died. I'm not entirely sure why anymore, but if I remember it, that I never ended up figuring out why it died. I believe it just kind of died. Um, with that being said, um, the aluminum on that on the original iPhone SE isn't great because I remember I did drop it once. It got a dent in the uh, top right of it, and I have a feeling that killed the display. So like overnight, the display went from lighting up to pitch black because of what's called mm. ink bleed. Um, that's probably why it died. Thinking about it now, but at the time I had no idea and i still really don't know that could be it but whatever i'm like all right well i'll go to iFixit and just you know buy a new screen it was an absurd amount of money keep in mind it's just a 720p lcd it's the same one they use in the fucking iphone 5 like it's cheap lcd they wanted like i think it was 110 bucks or something dumb um for that lcd but either way it was more than you could buy it for like an oem one for on ebay so I'm like, all right, well, I trust I fix it. I bought it. <laughs> I I took like over a week to come, which is more than it said it would uh, take. I believe they said like it'll come in about a week and it took like a week and four days, which is annoying when your phone is unusable. Yeah, I, that's understandable. I get the screen. Um, I hook it all up and everything and put it, you know, clip it in, close up the phone and it it's it works i'm like okay cool and i take it downstairs and i'm just flipping through my phone for the first time in like over a week and i notice just some lines on the screen and i'm like that's weird i'm like all right i went back upstairs took it apart put the screen back in again it worked fine again for another five minutes um and then it started having those lines i'm like all right so then i took it out i examined it to make sure there's nothing wrong with it nothing at all wrong with it Looked it over like three or four times. I'm like, okay. Put it back in as carefully as possible. Um, and it, it, that that time it worked for like 10 or 15 minutes. And then 
I was using it downstairs. I put pressure on it to, you know, t touch an icon, and I saw it kind of fizzle, for lack of a better term. <laughs> it just got kind of weird, and I'm like, that's weird. So I decided to test it. I put my thumb down, very, putting very slight pressure on the screen, um, and it, it turned off. I turned the phone back on. I, I No, it, tur it turned off because it was out of battery, though. It wasn't like I pushed down the screen and it killed the phone. There's no way that would even <laughs> work in the first place. Um, but I was turning it back on. And I pushed down it and I just saw the screen just slowly fade out and then it died. And I'm like, what the fuck? This makes no sense. I triple checked the screen to make sure I didn't damage it. And I didn't. Me touching it killed it. Me touching the touch screen screen killed it. Made a ticket with iFixit. They tried for four days to kind of dance around saying it could have been their fault. Saying they, they quality assurance check it before it could ship out. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm telling you it died after a half hour. Um, and they did refund me for that one. That was good. Although they shouldn't have tried to dance around it. Um, and take note of this. They answered their phone. Uh, Ep Epic knows what I'm talking about here. <laughs> yeah. Take note of this. They answered their phone. So, okay. Um, I... Got rid of my SE, got my OnePlus 5T, best fucking phone I've ever owned. This thing's a fucking brick. Um, really, honestly, <laughs> really indestructible. Right I did that, I won't now, but I did that earlier today, it's still fine. So, it's, for, for comparison, I accidentally, the first day I got my 5T, it literally slipped out of my hands and slammed into wood. It has a permanent dent in the bottom, literally works fine. <laughs> there's a dent in the back of it because it fell on something it works fine i'm not a klutz with my phone but when you're it, this thing weighs a ton and when you're in and out of computers you're standing up and crouching down a lot it slips out of my pocket and falls on the shit i can't help that so yeah. but it's a brick it makes up for it my se i didn't drop a lot so the one time i did drop it i guess that may have killed the screen like a day later I'd, but other way, let's get to the next bit. So Galaxy S7. I was repairing a friend's Galaxy S7. Um, family friend's Galaxy S7. Screamer's dead. Uh, need a new replacement screen. My first time ever heating up the adhesive on a phone and getting into one that was uh, IP rated. Uh, got into it well. I had problems with the back glass. Always because... practice on your friends. Well, it's, a, it's, an S, it's an S7. And I was confident I could do it. And I did do it. But um, it, the back glass was a problem, but I paid out of pocket for good quality back glass to make sure they didn't because I got scammed on that three times in a row because eBay's <laughs> fun. But um, I, ultimately, too, they got a clear glass phone in the back or clear clear back glass phone out of it. So I think that's a pretty, you know, it looked pretty good in the end. But um, I got the screen off, the original screen off, um, went and bought one for my fix. It, it was 200 and something dollars, um, which... Those screens still cost a lot, but I think I found them for as low as one sixty. They're not super expensive, and granted, it's been a year, but the S7 is already super old anyway, so that doesn't change the price as much anymore. Uh, but either way, as usual, iFixis was overpriced. I'm like, I'll give him another go. Um, and keep in mind, this guy was paying for the screen. Um, the the family friend, not me. So I need to make sure I made the right choice, and I trusted iFixit. I get mm. the screen. I as carefully as I think I've ever held anything, especially because it's someone else's 200 something bucks. They don't, they're on um, social security. They don't make, they, they don't, they don't have a job. So this is a ton of money for them. So I'm like, there, I'm not fucking this up. You know, there's no way I'm fucking this up. And I did not. 
I literally went as carefully as I could, applied the new adhesive as carefully as I could. Um, I bought extra adhesive too. I bought a 10 pack of it because I knew I'd fuck it up, at le- the adhesive up at least once and I did, but I bought a 10 pack. But in terms of putting the, the screen on, literally did everything textbook. It couldn't have looked at, like, it looked better than it did when I took it out. Like, the in terms of how lined up it was yeah. with the phone. And I turn it on and it's fine. And not five minutes later, do I, after setting it down on a coaster, the ba- backside down too, not not screen, just setting it down on a coaster, not a hard coaster, not a coaster with a spike on it, just an average wooden coaster. I, I pull it up again and there's ink blotting coming down from the top right of the screen. Me installing the screen normally killed the fucking screen. That's, that's two, two and oh for iFixit. Two screens now. Same problem. Once it's installed, it just fucking dies. Um, re- Really cool problem. Very cool problem. Very great. Loved it. Amazing. I love when my screen dies when I put it right in. I was infuriated. So, uh, called up iFixit. it. think it might have been shipping? No, because there were no issues with it. Um, The only thing I noticed um, is that when... And I... I noticed this very, very late. Um, but there's no... First of all, the way iFixit ship their stuff, the chances of it being shipping are very, very small. Um, the, the fo- even if it was shipping, it would already show up DOA anyways. Yeah. The chances of it working like that after being a, a shipping defect are, are small, especially because if you see the way iFixit ship stuff, I'll give them credit for this, it's, it's not breaking in the box. It's so heavily padded and protected... It's not breaking. The chances of a shipping defect are so small, you'd have to have the box literally thrown like 50 feet in the air and then hit with a baseball bat. Um, nothing's happening to it. But I noticed at the very end, there was a hairline crack on the LCD panel itself. Glass was fine. No sh- no anything to show that the, the screen ever flexed. But that entire time, there was a hairline qu- crack there. Now, the reason I think it got past the quality assurance stuff when you're lo- when you were looking dead at the screen or even at an angle, you couldn't see it. I only saw it when I shined a flashlight, ha- like right at it. Um, but more importantly, when I turned the screen on the first time, even with that hairline cl- crack, there was no uh, ink blotting. It was fine. So I think they just saw that it turned on, and shipped it out. They say they have amazing quality assurance, but two times in a row now I've had screens that died, and one of them there's an obvious defect. There's a crack in the LCD or the OLED panel. It's not an LCD. The OLED panel. And they didn't they didn't even notice it. So I emailed them. And I think I called them once and they answered. Again, take note of that. I But I, I called and emailed them. Um, Actually, no. Yeah, no. I couldn't call them. Except for one time. But I couldn't call them. Because I remember most of it was through email. And I can check through. Um, They mm. did refund it after me continuing to fight back against them. Trying to say it could have been my error. And I'm like, no. I did this better than textbook it wasn't me they eventually refunded it and took the screen back never heard back from them on if they found anything of why it was defective because they acted like they might tell me something they never did that was that experience ultimately that's why i found the site wholesale gadget parts who sold oem s7 screens for cheaper than fucking mm. ifixit's shitty screens that break um and that one worked fine. And I also did the same exact shit with that one. I set it down on a coaster. It was fine. 
and just to prove that it worked i knocked really hard with my fist on the glass and it was fine and it's still fine and it still works so that was that i know i'm rambling so i'll wrap it up here but <laughs> now now here's where the phone part comes into play so i had some issue with them um this was this kind of stemmed off of the s7 thing uh with the screen not working and them not really responding on the phone um because when i called them it said please hold for a customer service agent it would ring twice two and a half times or three times depending on when you called and then it would immediately go to voicemail um now if you call them i believe it's two and a half times every time but it was like okay that's weird because i'm calling during office hours it there's four hours till they close um and more importantly if you're helping other customers why am i not put on hold why am i hung up on why is it just say to email them really weird right so i decided all right let's see what i can do about this and also my my again my replacement rubber for those tweezers had broken and i wasn't very happy i'm like let's give them a call i called them same shit and i'm like next day i'm like let me try this i called them four or five times that day same exact ringing like two and a half times um as well as them saying they're helping other customers right um no and you also don't have an option you have an option to leave a voicemail but that's it and they say to email they say to email them so i'm like this is interesting because now this is multiple days in a row and multiple times calling today where they're too busy to answer the phone so one day um although i only did this for about five hours i called every hour nothing the same shit um and at that point epic will remember this i've just kind of every now and then i just call ifix it and they get the same shit and you call ifix it and you get the same shit uh, they're helping other customers and they uh, can't answer the phone right now um you think they blocked you no because if no. they blocked my number i wouldn't be able to get through to call with them and i had also tried on multiple different numbers and well, maybe they use some software they already had for uh voice over internet difference is when i'm not talking on a phone i mute and for a long time um it was it would have never been clear to anyone that this other phone number was related to me because there's nothing there was nothing stating it was the ringtone if you called and left a voicemail was uh bustin the meet the meme song <laughs> there was no way they would have known that was me um i was silent in those calls and it was the same shit i believe i had rob call at one point to test if i was blocked and he got the same exact thing so it was, I wasn't blocked. Um, hmm. I think I might be now, and I'll explain why. But I wasn't blocked. So oh boy. this kept going for a year of me calling at random times and them never, ever being able to respond to calls. I emailed them, I believe, two separate times at least once, uh, asking representatives, why is nobody answering the phone at all? And they responded, oh, well, you know, they're busy helping other customers. Like, they're just gleefully unaware of the fact that no one has answered the phone for a year. And I'm like... They're not, and I can prove they're not. Um, and my proof for that would just simply be calling every five minutes on different numbers. And guaranteed would get the same shit that they're helping other people. There's no way that they don't, they have only have, there's no way within an hour's time, they don't move on to at least one other call, you know? And more importantly, there's no way you can say you're helping other customers and then immediately hang up on someone. And also it's three rings for every single time. Very clear that they just weren't taking calls, which is 
false advertising because they do advertise on their site in multiple places that you can call them at these specific times and they will answer and if they don't then to call them back they don't provide over the phone support despite the fact they claim they do i started leaving voicemails saying why do you guys state that you provide over the phone support when you don't and they didn't respond so i had i had a little test i ran um and this proved this really proved to me that they're not helping anyone one time i got I was mostly just pissed that they hadn't responded. It had been well over a year, but also I wanted to test something. I called and my voicemail had left. And I was just screaming into the mic. I would just went like, let me turn my, my mic volume. Ah! Right. Oh, that got automatically lowered or something. Yeah. No, I, I, I turned it down on my mic. So I didn't ear rape. Oh, all, on right, the... all right. All right. Yeah. Guys. Um, I called and just did that. Then I contacted gamers. Nexus, Steve, Steve from gamers, Nexus. And try to tell him, hey, I've had a really, really bad experience with iFixit. And I told him that and, uh, he had just done his expose on NZXT, which, by the way, um, part of it, uh, we say to monkeys actually helped uh, bring to light and show to Gamers Nexus. If you watch his video, we're actually in that thread. We're the ones who added him and alerted him to uh, part of it. It was in regards to NZXT saying that overclocking RAM was not supported under their warranty when they also advertised that same pre-built with overclocked RAM. Um, very cool nzxt but they ultimately they changed that but we broke that story um to gamers nexus so i was confident like maybe steve would want to do something but either way steve is um does advertisements with ifixit like they there's they sponsor him so he has contacts with them um so i contacted steve uh they he added their like head of marketing or some shit in the email chain or head of something i've seen their name before though um they reached back out to me and said like unfortunately we won't be able to help you um we also and they said like we have not received any reports of any issues from you um also we don't appreciate you screaming into the microphone on the phone and as such we will not we will not be answering any more calls from you so they're acknowledging that they are getting my voicemails there um and claiming that i've i've no outstanding issues with them as in like i've never you know opened a case with them or tried to talk to them or anything when the only way that they would be able to know that i screamed to the mic is by listening to the voicemails and if they listen to those they'd also know that i left about 20 saying that i need support for a broken screen and the fact that they didn't respond and also that i had broken tools and i need to explain that to them so they've not they just in effect actively told me that they're completely ignoring call request, like calls requesting help because, you know, the only thing that gets in the act is when I report it to gamers nexus and scream on the phone. So they have an excuse to not help me. Um, it, it was very well, easy to tell. I mean, you shouldn't have screamed into the phone. Oh no, I, I shouldn't have, but that was part of the test that got them to actually respond to me in relation to their phone system. That was the only thing that got them to acknowledge anything related to their phones. When I, when I contacted them is me screaming into it but if the only way for them to notice that is if they're actively checking their voicemails and th if they're actively checking their voicemails they're actively ignoring my request for help so you know in essence they indirectly admitted to ignoring um their voice or not ignoring their voicemails but ignoring requests for help because they were actively listening to voicemails just doing nothing about it so it's kind of ignoring but ignoring requests for help saying they um have over the phone support when they don't offer over the phone support and if you call them 
they do not respond they don't you know they don't do anything they just say to leave a message or to email them they never they're never available to talk to every screen i bought from them is broken i've had shit from their toolkit break multiple times they're not a great company they sell at least in my opinion so far overpriced screens with that fail in like five to 30 minutes mostly around five minutes and have they false advertise over the phone support further a more recent experience i had i was taking apart an htc vive hmd and um i was trying to look up a tutorial for how to do it i fix it it's one of the only tutorials well they actually left out the part where there's four extra screws that you um are supposed to take out so i almost broke the entirety of the hmd uh, by ripping something off because I didn't know it had four screws. Why did they leave it out? I suspect it's because their own screwdrivers can't fucking reach the screws. So they just left it out of the teardown. Mm. It's such mm. a bullshitty thing. If you if you're gonna do a teardown and you don't you know you don't have the right shit, at least admit to it. And now after I had been my you know my eyes have been open to them doing that, I'm noticing it now when I go to look at any of their teardowns. Like they're um uh, I just did some shit. I just took apart an S9 Plus. Watched their teardown on that. They're like, yeah, what you gotta do, you just heat up the back glass and you just slip something under there and just cut through the adhesive. Well, they had already had it pre-done. They had already, they had already cut through the adhesive once and done that. What they literally did, they just kind of lightly put it back on the phone and just slipped their giant fat guitar pick tool underneath mm. it, under the curved glass. Like, oh yeah, and then it, you know, it just pops up a little bit and you just slice it. That's not how it works. That actually cracks the glass and it's also too big to fit through. You actually need super duper thin tools to use the metal back to carefully slice through, heat up the phone up probably six different times to get through without cracking the back glass. They act like it's just, oh, it's just so easy. They, they deliberately leave out mm -hmm. shit that probably ends up killing people's phones because they try and do exactly what iFixit says and they break, like, on the S9. They'll break their back glass. Because iFixit says, yeah, you just slip this in and it's just super easy. They're going to try and keep doing it. They're ultimately probably going to go to a metal tool and try and do it the same way and just, you know, just flip up part of the, the glass and break it. Because that's what I did. I followed, the, I followed what they said to do. It, it pisses me off. They're not a legitimate repair company. If you look at some of their more, re more recent comments, especially on the S9 video and the, the Vive one, or the S9 Plus video, they say the similar shit. Like, why are you leaving stuff out? Uh -huh. Your whole point as a company is meant to be showing people that they can do something. So you deliberately leave out steps that would cause them to break their device, ruining part of the, you know, the right to repair movement because iFixit support it. And then they do shit like this where they don't we'll tell see. you how to repair it. So that's my rant about iFixit. Uh, you guys can commentate on that because I've said my piece. Um, <laughs> I'd love to hear some of your opinions on it, though, because I'm the only one I know of of anyone I've talked to who's had this many issues with iFixit and found this many things wrong with them. Well, I know we're not getting a sponsorship from iFixit now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I say that we should just, like, go full steam ahead and try to wrap yeah. things up. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, we I want to add one more thing to the like right to repair. Apparently, Tesla like told people to vote against it, which mm. if is if it's if it's that's actually fucked. true, that, that it's a that's a really bad thing for electric cars in the future. Tesla's true. already very anti right yeah. to repair. But yeah, like there's also um 
No, that probably wouldn't affect it. I was going to say maybe it's because they're afraid if they let other people fix it, then they won't bring the uh, the car batteries in so they can be recycled, but I don't think that's a huge issue. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, especially, like, the car batteries are going to need to be replaced at some time, and probably the mm-hmm. motors, too. And you're going to have to recycle those. You can't just yeah. throw away a car's worth of battery. No. Every time you have to replace it. <laughs> just imagine That's walking just into the fucking. Just, just, just imagine walking into Best Buy. Like, hey, where's your, where's your recycle your like e-waste bin? Oh yeah, okay. You just bring in an entire car's worth of fucking <laughs> battery cells, just dump it in. They're like, what uh, the fuck? <laughs> Thank you for the free fire hazard. I appreciate it. <laughs> Sir, this is Best Buy. <laughs> yeah. Sir, this is a Best this Buy. Is best- <laughs> <laughs> We're not a landfill. So, oh, sorry. It drives around to the fucking the geek squad that's connected to the Best Buy. Drops it off there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. We'll wrap it up here with the um. Oh man, we still have a decent few topics here. Uh, guys, which uh, one should we do? Actually, uh, we should do the uh the, the Pokemon one. Graphics. Which Pokemon one? Oh yeah, which Pokemon one. Alright, so this yeah. is a article from Kotaku, but this was also an announcement Pokemon oh game on stream, so I'm not going to really give Kotaku much more credit than, than needed, because they're not a great news reporting uh, <laughs> uh, website. But uh, Pokemon has a new $5 donation cap on her live streams. Uh, she did this in collaboration with uh, Streamlabs, which I believe are owned by Logitech, so it really is in collaboration, collaboration with Logitech. But it appears to be, in I guess, like anti-simp. I guess to prevent people <laughs> from donating twenty thousand dollars to Pokemon. She um she said that she doesn't need any more money. If the... you if you <laughs> anti simp, just look at I her ta- chat. Yeah, on the guy saying, "Are you yeah. pregnant?" <laughs> yeah, I don't. Queen, pretty, but I can't. Shawty, bad ASF. I love your hair, Pokey. It's just the same hairstyle she's had for like the past twenty billion streams. An- <laughs> anti simp. I'm. I, I don't. I don't know about that one. So Either I, way. I thought, um, yeah. Do you, do you guys know the streamer Tyler One? Oh, no. yo! <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. So I saw Tyler1 reacted to this, and he said he thinks he should do the same thing because he's tired of fake reacting when people donate $100. <laughs> 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 oh, that's that's T1 for you. It's, he's already got that, that money from joining the organization of the acronym for his name, so like he's good. T one T one T one T one dude, um I think it's T one squared. I think what Pokemon's doing is is really cool. I like uh, either uh, way. You're getting quiet. It's very, like, hmm. Like I don't I don't really like Pokemon. Like especially like the drama she's trying to get in. She, I, like I which she funny, tried to but... stay out of drama by getting into drama. What she's doing here is still respectable. You gotta like it is it is. It makes me think a little bit more of her, but at the same time like. I've I've not been a fan of her. Yeah, I I I don't know. I every now and then the only reason I'd ever watch Pokemon is if I'm bored as fuck. I have nothing to watch on YouTube, and I just need something for background noise. So I'm like, oh, I Pokemon streaming. You know, it's Pokemon somewhat entertaining. I've never watched Pokemon. I've watched offline TV though. I've yeah, legitimately yeah, I say the same. Yeah, I've legitimately avoided offline TV podcast clips and Among Us videos because Pokemon is in there. 
<laughs> I don't. Well, I, like, mean, I wouldn't avoid anyways, Pokemane actively. It's not the, like she's committed to murder. Twitch, big Twitch streamers really don't need the money, and so yeah. I feel like if this starts a trend, that'd be good. And you got to give her credit for doing this because yep. even if you don't like her, it's still a respectable thing to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've I I I feel I I'm not sure how to feel, and this will forever taint my feelings on Pokemon because I remember an epic will remember this. I accidentally subscribed to Pokemon when I first got Twitch Prime. I literally. <laughs> She had she had some stupid pop up on her stream that said like click me to subscribe and I just clicked back from a tab into a different tab and I clicked that and it insta sub and I'm like oh great and luckily I called Amazon and they just gave me another free sub for the month I'm like thank you um thank you Jeff Bezos yeah they understood <laughs> thank you thank you Jeff secretly Bezos. you're like thinking I got away with subbing to Pokemon for free. <laughs> 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 no, I remember. I remember. Epic. I joined to call you. I said, "Hey, I subbed to Pokemon today." <laughs> <laughs> um. So I like my, my my feelings on that will forever be somewhat tainted because I did accidentally sub to Pokemon at one point, and it will now forever say resubscribe on her thing instead of subscribe, and it is quite disappointing to see. But it was an accident. But Imagine I, being on stream. And like you go on a Pokemon stream just to look at something and it says resubscribe the entire <laughs> chat just fills with sim. <laughs> yeah, no, I know I have explaining to do if I ever showed that on stream. But um I don't know. I res I respect Pokemon's decision, it's pretty cool. Um yeah. Tyler One's reasoning for it for wanting to do it is amazing as per results. <laughs> Tyler fucking one. I do not want to fake react to one hundred dollars. Yeah, um, I'd I'd want to see this type of shit with like um, Shroud or Ninja, especially Ninja. Ninja doesn't yeah. fucking need the money. Um, I, I remember. Wait, wait, where, does Ninja, where does Ninja stream now? Is he back on Twitch? Yeah. yeah. So he he just got like a million dollar donation, and now he's back on or like a, he got paid like millions of dollars to switch platforms, and now he's just back on Twitch. Mixer is <laughs> literally dead. I don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what he's supposed to do. I, I just think that's hilarious that Mixer paid him millions of dollars, <laughs> and then he's it, just it didn't work, and now he's back on streaming Twitch, but with like a million dollars in his pocket. Yeah, it's funny yeah. because um from what was reported, Mixer offered like they're like you know you, you can double your contract if you go with Facebook. He's like no, so Mixer was forced contract to just pay him millions of dollars it was like 30 million dollars i think for streaming for like what six months eight months oh my god it was it's great and then twitch gets a contract with me again from what i've heard it's substantially less which makes more sense because they're not they don't have to be competitive with mixer um but it, it just goes to show how mixer kind of they could have mixer could have done things a lot better but um that's a whole, that's a whole i mean yeah it would make sense to do a lot more smaller contract with smaller creators instead of just getting one big creator and no one else yeah, yeah. the whole point of of like having a, a a streamer that is paid by the website to be there is that when that streamer is done streaming they'll go to other big streamers that are also paid by the website or they'll go to other streamers not only did mm -hmm. mixer not have a streamer base to really do that with but more importantly uh <laughs> mixer also didn't have a way to do that like after stream was over you you oh. would have to navigate back to the main page they oh. kind of they kind of screwed themselves yeah that's that's just awful people yeah. just go to mixer until ninja's done and then they just go back on twitch that's literally what they do decade or more to work on like how their uh navigation how their uh all that crap works 
and Mixer was just like created uh how long ago? Mixer was originally started as something called Beam. I think it started in like 2015, 2016. I remember Melon yeah. was one of the first, not first, probably hundred thousand, at least ten thousand, probably to stream there. I'm, I remember you streaming to Mixer Melon for a little bit. Um, but Mixer, they, to be fair, Charles, that's one way to look at it. But the other way is they've also had ten years to study how to what Twitch has done and what YouTube's done. Mm-hmm. It's Microsoft. It's not fucking startup yeah, Timbuktu version three. They they could have very easily made it work. They had everyone to study from, and they just kind of didn't. Um, I'm sure if they made it bloatware, then uh, more people might use it, like uh, Skype. Oh, oh boy. God, fuck Ooh. yeah, Skype. The <laughs> Skype is great. I love having Skype. Pre- like, dude, I will reboot sometimes and Skype's reinstalled, and it fucking pisses me off. I swear. <laughs> I, I I remove it and I reboot and it's back. I don't know how. I don't know why they tried bringing it back because Skype just died as soon as Discord came along. Yeah, yeah. The um, only way people use Skype was because it was better than Teamspeak because you didn't have to pay for it. But... Or or you didn't have to host a server. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Definitely wrap things up though. This has gone yeah. on for well, a Well, one thing I also want to um, say about uh, Mixer something funny about it is it's literally still integrated into Forza Horizon 4. Like, there's certain <laughs> things that you can only get in the game by streaming to Mixer. <laughs> if I remember correctly, there's. there. Oh, I forget what it was. I saw it recently. There's a couple, like, game games or something that still have Mixer listed as, like, a thing you need. Like, Epic's not wrong, <laughs> they just haven't updated um, it at all. And it's really great. Um, yeah, like, I don't. I. I don't know. As so, also as someone who streamed a mixer for a short time when when Melon was as well, I, I did a few streams there. There's there's no one fucking on mixer. Even when Ninja was <laughs> yeah. there, people just go back to Twitch. There's very little people on Twitch too. Watching well, no, 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 no. Because I can <laughs> I can stream fucking modded Minecraft with one other person um, right now and get eight viewers, and I, I don't almost ever stream now. I haven't. I like. I I stream once a week or once a month, and I can pull a decent few viewers that I've never ever seen before. There there are enough people on Twitch to go around, but on Mixer, even granted pre Ninja, but even so, apparently post Ninja wasn't very much different. There's no <laughs> one pre and post Ninja. Pre and post Ninja. <laughs> but yeah, we've gone on. We've gone on for a while. We were at an hour and twenty five minutes now. About to hit an hour twenty six. Uh, thank you guys for watching. This has been. A very a very big episode. It's gonna be really fun to edit. Um it's gonna be great. Okay. Yeah, a very uh, fat episode to edit, yes. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> But yeah. Uh thank you guys for watching. This has been Fat, uh Club <laughs> Club Penguin or Club Me Melon Rap, Rhineeks, uh s- s- fucking Sir Nico. I almost said Swole Nico. <laughs> Swole um, Nico. Swole Nico, Swole uh, Kylo Ren. Uh, signing off. See you guys next time. CityMonkeys.com. Bye.